Dental bonding is a mixture of resin, which you may call plastic, but it's a liquidy resin mixed with little tiny pieces of quartz of a glass. But in that mixture and the way they cut the pieces and the way they make the mixture, it will have the ability to be strong enough to eat with, cosmetic enough to fool you, and beautiful for years to come. And we have many, many patients that have cosmetic bonding on their teeth for 15, 20, 25 years and still going. Now, let's talk about what you can expect. The normal crown that you do, let's say you're doing a crown for a tooth. A crown is where you're shaving the tooth down, and there are many times when we need to do that, where you shave the tooth down, and you're putting a cover on top of the tooth to protect and strengthen the tooth. The average life expectancy of a crown is 11 years. Compared to that, the average life expectancy of bonding is about five years. Now, again, I told you I have bonding that's been in the mouth for 25 years. So what happens is in some people's mouths, depending on how much stress they put on their teeth, people that grind their teeth are going to be more at risk of breakage and discoloration. People that have the habit of having very dark staining beverages that they drink or they smoke, those teeth are going to need to be rebonded more frequently. In fact, I had one person that came in, she had been very frustrated because she did bonding about three years before, and she says, look at my teeth. And after a few discussions with her, I realized, I says, tell me about things that you drink. She goes, I only drink one thing, Snapple. That was what it was. She stopped drinking Snapple. In her mouth, the Snapple mixed with her saliva chemistry, and it made very dark staining of her bonding. In general, we see that bonding can have a beautiful surface just like a tooth. Bonding is an amazing material. In fact, I'll read you something from a testimonial that one of the patients wrote. She said like this, I was always bothered by the space between my teeth. And after doing research throughout the summer, going from dentist to dentist, I went to Dr. Dweck. And he applied the latest revolutionary techniques, and I'm thrilled with the results. And I'm especially happy that it was done painlessly at a reasonable price and with excellent results. It's unbelievable. My family and friends are shocked. They never thought I would ever look so good. Now, I'm not telling you this because I'm the greatest dentist. I'm telling you this because that's what your dentist and dentists throughout the world are going to hear from their patients because dental bonding material is an amazing material. We can put dental bonding material, it's a tooth-colored filling material, on top of a tooth without shaving your tooth at all. In fact, I've had people come in and they say, listen, whatever you do, I don't want to drill down my teeth. Can you do something for me? I say, okay, let's give it a try. One of the great things about bonding is that you can put it on, try it out, see if you like it, and just pop it right off. In fact, we use it as a way to test run what we're going to end up with if, for example, we're doing a complex cosmetic case where we're going to be doing, for example, porcelain laminates. So we want to know, what is this going to look like? You could take all the pictures and touch them up all you want, but there's nothing like the patient looking in their mouth 
and feeling what it feels like. And that's what bonding allows us to do. So bonding, another great thing about bonding is that it does not require you to shave the tooth down. You can actually place bonding material most of the time without doing any shaving at all of the tooth or very, very little. Maybe sometimes there's an angle of the tooth sticking out that would look funny in the final result that we're trying to achieve. Now, a lot of times when we're doing cosmetic bonding, the purpose of the bonding is somebody wants whiter teeth. They tell me, you know, I'm very bothered by my teeth. I tried to whiten them. I, I used Crest White Strips. I went to the pharmacy. I, I, I did all the different types of whitening techniques, and this is it. I can't get it any whiter than this. But I know something doesn't look right to me. A lot of times I'll look at those teeth, and I'll see that the bottom third of the tooth has a lot of gray to it. And there's a reason for that, because a tooth is made up of the nerve inside the tooth. On top of that is a layer of dentin. That is the yellower part of your tooth that's inside. And on top of that is the enamel. That's a, let's call it a grayer or more translucent part of the tooth. In a front tooth, the bottom third of the tooth is made up of much more enamel, which is the grayer, than it is of the dentin, which is a yellower. And what happens is when you see that, it'll have a grayish look to the bottom third of the tooth. So sometimes all that's needed is just to cover over that little third of the tooth with a light-colored bonding material to mask out that grayness. The patient smiles, and they have whiter teeth. Even though we didn't make a lot of changes to their smile, those four front teeth with the one-third gray enamel that's right at the bottom third of the tooth makes the whole difference. So with very little damage, in fact, you're not actually taking away any tooth structure, and the ability to do a test run. What you see is what you get. You can test it out. If you don't like what you see, you can try it out before we bond it in place. And in fact, even I've had on very rare occasions, but sometimes the patient will say, you know what, I just, could you take this off? And the reality is, unlike a crown where you can't say, okay, let me just take the crown off and we'll put your tooth back to where it was, we can actually remove all the bonding material that was placed on your tooth and polish your tooth back to its shiny enamel, which is an amazing feature of bonding. So again, 1979 was the year that they did this full-page article, Modern Procedure Aids Dental Care, and they were talking about cosmetic bonding. That's what we were doing in 1979, spending seven hours to do six teeth of bonding, which today I would do in less than two hours. So now, as it said in the article, which is a great thing, you know, I, I look back at this article and I realized that really at that time we, we understood a lot of things and they just got better and better. It says, an aesthetic bonding is not a panacea for dental repairs. And that's true to today. It's not a panacea. There are many times when you do need to put crowns on teeth. For example, although we do a lot of bonding in the back teeth, it's not a cosmetic area, it's a functional area. We do a lot of bonding in the back teeth. Why? Because you may break off a piece of your tooth structure or you may have a cavity there and we can build the tooth back up to a healthy full tooth with cosmetic bonding material, with this mixture called bonding. 
it fuses to your tooth structure, it can strengthen your tooth, it's a great material. But there are some times when there's so much tooth structure damaged or the pressure of your bite is so strong that you need the protection of a crown. And as we said before, what is a crown? A crown is something that covers over your tooth, it protects your tooth, and it allows you to put much greater force than you could ever put on a bonded tooth. So there are definitely times, and like we said, this aesthetic bonding, cosmetic bonding, it's not a panacea for all dental repairs. There are times when in the front, in the back, you do need to turn to crowns. So continuing in the article, it said, and this is again 1979, although it can be temporarily produce the image of straighter teeth, it can't replace orthodontic procedures. So now I have to qualify that because we can do things we can do things with bonding that can look like you went to the orthodontist and straightened your teeth out. And that is, again, one of the amazing things about working with the material is that you can sculpt it, shape it into what you need it to do. In fact, if you have a tooth that is fractured or you have a tooth that's twisted, you can take those front four teeth and get them to be all even using cosmetic bonding material with little or no shaving of the tooth structure. So in some ways, bonding, and certainly we see this with porcelain laminates, can take the place of orthodontics. Certainly, if all you need is to just straighten out a few teeth with today's advent of Invisalign or the rapid orthodontic movement that we're able to do with the techniques that we have today, certainly that's going to be my first choice. Continuing the article from 1979, it says, nor does it take the place of a crown and bridge, as we said before. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't use bonding to replace a missing tooth. Let's say you have a small area where you have a missing tooth. Very common, what we see is somebody is missing a front tooth, not the two front teeth right in the middle, but one of the teeth on the other side. And the reason that they're missing that tooth is because they were never born with that tooth inside their jaw. They had baby teeth, but when they lost the baby teeth, that tooth was not a replacement tooth because there is no permanent, what we call lateral incisor, in the mouth. So what do these people do? Very often, that is a perfect place to place an implant and then put an implant crown on top of it. But in some cases, either because the patient is too young or because the bone is not strong enough, we need to have another option. And very often, we can use bonding material to replace a missing front tooth, bond it to the adjacent teeth, putting some bonding and connecting it together. We use a fiberglass flexible bar that once you put the light on it, that fiberglass flexible bar connects the two teeth together, and then on top of that, we can build a full tooth. And I have many of them in place for many, many years. They work great. They're very, very cosmetic and very functional. So that's another great option and another great use for cosmetic bonding materials, and that is a missing tooth. Usually it's the lateral incisor, the one that's not the two middle front teeth, but one on either side. Usually that one is missing. Sometimes you have a, a tooth that was knocked out, a lower front tooth that was knocked out, or weak front teeth. This is another great use of cosmetic bonding. In the past, what, when we had, when I started in dentistry, if somebody's lower front teeth were weak, 
what we would do is we would take orthodontic wire and wire them together and connect them in that way so that we'd tighten the weak teeth and keep that orthodontic wire in place. That was one of the things that we did. Today, what we do is we bond behind the teeth a fiberglass flexible cord that we harden with the light, put some bonding material over it. You don't see it, but what it does is it strengthens those weak teeth that may be actually loose and allow you to get many, many more years of use out of your teeth using cosmetic bonding. So another great use of cosmetic bonding is for loose front teeth. Specifically, we see it often with the lower front teeth, but it could be any teeth. When they're loose, one of the important things to do is to stabilize them and strengthen them to the adjacent teeth, connect them to the teeth on either side so that the force of the bite is distributed over three teeth instead of going over that one tooth that is already very weak. So by using cosmetic bonding, we're able to strengthen loose teeth and get many, many more years out of the teeth. And again, I have many, many cases of this over many years, strengthening the teeth and a great alternative to either taking the teeth out, certainly that we don't want, or to putting crowns on the teeth. And as we're talking about crowns, I have to tell you that when it comes to crowns, to caps, whatever you call it, you can call it, the, the word is interchangeable. We use the word crowns and caps interchangeably. They both mean the same thing. It means that you're shaving the tooth down a millimeter around 360 degrees, two millimeters in height, and it's basically like a hat, like a thimble that fits on top of your tooth that looks just like a tooth. And in the past, where we used to use gold crowns, Today, we have much better materials. The, the material that I see very, very useful today is a material called zirconium. It is tooth-colored. It has no metal in it. It's tooth-colored. It's as strong as gold. It fits better than gold. It's a great, great material if you need to have a crown. But when it comes to crowns, my experience is less is more. The less I need to use crowns, the happier I am and the happier my patients are because I'm saving enamel, I'm saving money, and I'm saving them time because usually with bonding, it's a one-visit procedure. For example, sometimes I have a tooth, patient comes in, they go, oh, man, I think I need a crown. I broke the outside wall of my tooth right off. And sure enough, you look in their mouth and you see they've completely fractured off the outside cusp, that's what it's called, the outside wall of the tooth structure, usually a bicuspid towards the back or a molar further back. And now that would have been a tooth that 20, 30 years ago, there would be no question in my mind I would have put a crown on it. I would have put a cap. And today, instead of doing that, what we do is we clean out any of the residual filling material and we actually are making what's called a direct composite onlay. Means that we're going over the weak portions of the tooth to strengthen them. The material is called composite because that's what cos cosmetic bonding is made out of. It's a composite of glass and resin. And we're building up the full tooth contours, but we're not using a crown, we're using composite materials. Now obviously, as I mentioned before, you can't do this in every case. 
Cosmetic bonding is not a panacea. It does not take the place of crowns when it's appropriate. When it's the right thing to do to place a crown, and that's a judgment call for your dentist, when it's the right thing to do a crown, the thing to do is to do the crown. Because sometimes the better thing that you think, oh, you know what, let me be more conservative, is really the wrong thing to do because your tooth may not be able to handle it, the dentist may not be able to restore it properly, and you're going to put yourself in a situation where you'll end up losing the tooth, putting yourself into a root canal, putting yourself into a gum problem because you're getting food stuck between the teeth. A lot of these issues that could be avoided if you did the right treatment the first time. So again, as we mentioned before, cosmetic bonding is not a panacea replacement for crowns. Where crowns are indicated, that's the right treatment. And that's where you have to have the guidance of your dentist. So we said... When it comes to caps, when it comes to crowns, less is more. I still say that, that years ago, I would have done a crown in a certain case. Today, my first choice is, can I do this with cosmetic bonding material and save as much tooth structure as possible? That's my goal. I want to save as much tooth structure as possible. Let's talk about one of the most common reasons that we use cosmetic bonding, and that is the broken front teeth. This is something that I see, I would say, if it's not every day, certainly five, six times a week, I'll see it. Sometimes it'll be more than once in a day. Sometimes I won't have it for a couple of days. But it's so common, and it's a, such a blessing that we have cosmetic bonding because you do not know how many people out there that you're talking to on a daily basis have bonded front teeth, and you think that's their teeth. And in fact, it's really cosmetic bonding material. So I get a call from one of the community yeshivot, and an 11-year-old boy tripped in front of the school. He broke his two front teeth. And my first question is, how soon can you get here? Within a matter of minutes, the little boy is sitting in my chair. I take an x-ray, and I notice that when I examine his teeth, one of them was so broken so deeply that the nerve is exposed. That's first reason why I like to get them there as soon as possible. Because if the nerve is exposed, we have a much better chance of avoiding root canal if I can treat it right away. Now, what I do for that when someone comes in with a tooth that's broken into the nerve is, first we took the x-ray, we saw where the nerve is, how big the nerve is. I would first stop the bleeding in the nerve if the nerve is bleeding. We use very often a laser to make sure there's no bleeding, or we've done, we've used bipolar electrosurge. There's a lot of different techniques that we have to make sure that we control bleeding. The next step is that we use ozone, which is a very strong disinfectant, but a very safe, very safe air. It's, it's, it's a O3. O2 is oxygen. O3 is ozone. We're using a very, very effective disinfectant that we flow over the tooth structure. We're suctioning the whole time to take the excess away, and it disinfects deep into the tubules of the tooth to help us in 80% of the time avoid root canal where we would definitely have needed a root canal in the past. So we flow, we, we flow the ozone over the tooth after we've stopped the bleeding. Now we'll put a little medication on top of the nerve, and that medication is something to stimulate the nerve to repair itself underneath. We'll put some thin bonding material on top of that, and now we can start our bonding procedure. 
Now, that bonding procedure, again, is as I described here before. It's a one-visit treatment where we build up the tooth using a bonded filling. The inside of the tooth has been sealed where the nerve was exposed, and the bonding material can be used to build up the lost tooth structure. So please remember that thinking and acting quickly, the results are more predictable. As soon as possible, get into the dentist to determine if the nerve is exposed, and if it's exposed, ask your dentist if there's a way to avoid the root canal, and if not, if you need a root canal, that's the time to do it because that will make it much more comfortable for that child or that person that broke that broke that front tooth. But again, it's a very beautiful use of cosmetic bonding for the patient that broke a front tooth, they're coming in, it's an emergency, what are you gonna do for them? On the spot, we're able to rebuild their smile. They go home that night, if, if that happened in school and the mother brought them in, by the time they get home, the father doesn't even know anything happened because the tooth looks exactly as it did before, sometimes better. And the reason I say sometimes better is sometimes you'll have a tooth that had a mottled surface, maybe it had even some cavities on it, uh, maybe it was a slightly funny position, and now we can make it into a beautiful position. Sometimes the kids come in and they break the two front teeth at an angle to each other. So now we this big V between the two front teeth. It's a challenge to rebuild those teeth and make them look like a mirror image of each other. And that's what we do. We build up the bond with bonding material, and this is something that every dentist in the United States and probably in the world now has been trained in when they were in dental school. Now, there is an art to sculpting the material. There's an art to choosing which materials are going to blend the best, match the best, and do what you want them to do the best. For example, some materials are more translucent, and they let the light through better. Some materials are more opaque. So you say, why would I want an opaque tooth? The reason you want an opaque tooth is if you have, as in the first case that we discussed earlier, somebody that has a gray line on the bottom third of their tooth or some discolorations on their tooth that they want to block out, a well-done opaque material can look much better than using a translucent material in that case. And again, there are times when translucent materials are the material of choice so that we get the best blend. A lot of times when I'm doing a front tooth, I may have three different bonding materials with different properties layered in different positions on the tooth to get the natural cosmetics to either match the adjacent tooth or to give the appearance that we want of a very natural yet bright smile. So... There is a definite art to using the materials, choosing the materials, finding the right colors, finding the right translucency, meaning does the light go through it or is it a blocking material to block out discolorations. That is the art of working with cosmetic bonding. And this certainly is a large part of art involved with this. And you need to spend time. I don't spend seven hours doing six teeth anymore but you need to spend time to develop it. Very often what I'll do is I'll tell the patient, listen, we just spent two hours together working on these six teeth. I want you to come back next week or two weeks from now when my eyes are fresh, when I get a fresh look at it, 
and I see if there's something that I would change or if over the period of time something that bothered you and we wanted to change. Again, the beauty of working with cosmetic bonding material is that we have that flexibility. If you tell me, you know, I don't know, I feel like it's too too wide, too narrow, too long, too short, everything is all within our control because we can shave it, shape it, do whatever we want because it's a cosmetic bonding material. It's a material. It's my plaster that I'm working with to make my cosmetic creation. So I can shape it and change it whatever I need to do. If you feel the color is wrong, I can change that. It, that is the beauty of working with cosmetic bonding material in that we have that flexibility. Now because of that, many times when we're doing complex restorative work, for example, we're doing a case where we have a lot of crowns to do. And we have to do crowns in this case. We use bonding material to help guide the laboratory in what we need in the final case. So we can take bonding material, we can put it on top of the plastic temporaries, for example, that we're working with in this case. So very often what happens, somebody comes in, they need crowns on their teeth. They may have had root canals. They may have had broken teeth. Uh, they may have needed to lengthen the teeth a lot, and it would have been too much force for bonding material to be able to handle. Whatever the reason that they do need to have crowns, now we want to get the best aesthetic end result with the crowns that we can. So how can we do that? We use plastic in the temporary, and on top of the plastic, we can, again, mold and shape, just like we do with the regular bonding material. I may spend sometimes two hours working with the temporaries so that in the end result, the patient says, that's what I wanted, that's what I got, that's great. So that only happened because of the tremendous advances that we have today and the ability to use cosmetic bonding materials, this mixture of glass and resin which has properties that allow us to harden the material in five seconds, but yet work with it up until that point, which is great. I can take it, shape it, mold it, do whatever I need to do for as long as I need within reason, and then put my curing light on it. And my light is basically the same light that's in your xenon lights on your car. You have your headlights in your car, that same light is what's in my hand. We used to, when I first started in dentistry, we used to use a different type of lights and they were damaging to the eyes of the dentist. And certainly it's not a good idea to stare into any of these very bright lights. But today, when we're using the lights that we use, it's definitely much, much safer for the eyes of the dentist than the assistant. And one of the greatest things is the wavelength of the light allows us to cure in five seconds what I used to take 120 seconds every time I would put on a layer. So, for example, that's why it took me seven hours to do six front teeth because in the past, going back to 1979, when we used to do bonding then, so it would take much longer to build up a single tooth because you put a layer on, shape it, do what you had to do, and then, again, we're using ultraviolet at the time. Put the ultraviolet light on there. Hold it there for 120 seconds. Take it away. Put another layer. That's very time-consuming. So the advantage of working with cosmetic 
bonding material and the lights that we have today is it's much faster, it's much easier on the patient because they're not sitting there for so long, and it allows us the flexibility to move quickly, do what we have to do, and if we have to change things, we have a tremendous flexibility with the materials. So now, sometimes I have patients that come into me and they need real extensive dentistry, but they need a stopgap procedure to get them by. And usually the first thing that they want to start with is the front teeth. They want to do something cosmetic. It motivates them to take care of their teeth. They feel better about it. And what we do is we'll do some cosmetic bonding for them as a temporary stopgap procedure until they're able to afford the dentistry or able to do what they have to do. Sometimes there's something in their life that's just too complex right now. They can't get involved. They want to do something quickly. I have a wedding coming up. I have to do something very fast. What could you do for me? That's another great use of the bonding. Just like that little kid that fell off the bike, broke his two front teeth, comes in, and that same day we can fix him up. Somebody that comes in and they say, I have a wedding. I have a bar mitzvah. I have something coming up very soon, and I need to do something quickly. And look what happened. My tooth looks like this, so I'm embarrassed about the color of my teeth. The beauty of cosmetic bonding is it's affordable, it's quick for the patient, it's something that has a beautiful result. Even if we're doing it as a temporary measure, it can have the beauty of a final crown of a a final tooth. And a lot of times, once the patient has done that bonding, I have to convince them and tell them, listen, this is only temporary. You can't stay with this. And I have to explain to them why In their case, that is only a temporary fix. So as we're talking about cosmetic bonding and many advantages of cosmetic bonding, one of the things that that comes to mind is that we have many people today that have not had any dentistry at all. And it's great because either the fluoridation in the water or whatever the reasons why today we're seeing many, many people who have never had any dentistry. So when it comes to doing something to their teeth, they are very gun-shy about touching anything on their teeth with a drill. And it's understandable. They never had a cavity. They don't want to have anything done to their teeth. So for them, when they, let's say, for example, I have patients that come in with spaces between their front teeth, They went to the orthodontist. They moved the teeth as much as possible, but the shape of their teeth is still narrow, and they ended up with spaces between their teeth. And the orthodontist says to me, he says, this is the best orthodontics can do. Now it's up to bonding or porcelain laminates. So for those patients who are very gun-shy about doing anything to their teeth, the beauty of working with with cosmetic bonding is that we don't have to shave their tooth, we don't have to do really anything to their tooth except to put on the bonding liquids that allow us to condition the tooth before we put the bonding material on so that it'll stick, which is something that's really amazing in and of itself. That the the way bonding works, besides the material being so wonderful, is that by conditioning the surface of the tooth, the small surface openings that are created with the conditioner allow the liquid of the bonding material to lock into the surface and make a very, very strong connection to it. It's not glue, 
where actually it's a micro lock into the surface of the tooth structure and will be as stable as if I cut a hole in a tooth to make a cavity. So another amazing thing about working with bonding materials. So tonight we discussed quite a number of things about cosmetic bonding. My start with cosmetic bonding was in 1978. And 1979, the article was written in the Asbury Park Press, the Sunday, November 18th. And what was said then is still holds true. Aesthetic bonding is a great restorative option and really something that has helped us a lot over the years. People today are taking advantage of it, and I use cosmetic bonding every single day. And it's a great alternative to porcelain in many cases. It's an alternative to shaving your tooth down in many cases, and it's a way to get a beautiful cosmetic result. It's something that most every dentist can do very well. There is an art to it. There is the science of it. You have to respect the tooth. You have to respect the bite. All that has to be taken into account to get a great result. But with cosmetic bonding, it's a very affordable way to make a major change in your smile and to be have something that's going to be long-lasting. I wish you all a good night. This is Dr. Jacques Dweck. It's Health Watch Radio. Have a great week.